Mr. Robot is probably one of the most accurate portrayals of what hackers can actively do. If you're interested in hacking and, and, and don't understand a lot of this, the TV show itself uh, actually employs uh, hackers to work on the show to depict real life hacks that could happen in real life. And it's a very, very accurate portrayal of everything that we see in today, from being able to hack smartphones to getting access to a big corporation and being able to bring them to their knees from a cyber perspective. So what's the top five things that you can do to make yourself more secure, both at your business and your home? Number one, use two-factor authentication or two-step verification everywhere that you can. Uh, your banking systems, Twitter, Facebook, all support the ability for you to enable an additional security feature that you may not know. If you go to your settings, it's in there. You can enable it and every time that you log in, it'll register your computer and you can then get a text message to go into that system as a second form of verification. And why that's important is because if a, a hacker gets access to your, your password, they still have to have access to your phone to get access to your account. And that's really important by enabling that specific security step, probably number one. Number two, don't use the same password everywhere. I know it's hard, but using the same password everywhere is one of probably the easiest ways that we break in as hackers. So if you have the same Twitter password or the same banking information, those are things that can get you in some serious trouble. Number three, make sure that you stay up to date. Those security patches. Every time you have a Windows update that says, hey, I need to update your computer, it's usually to fix a known attack that hackers have figured out to get access to your computer. So keep up to date, whether you're using a Mac, they aren't impervious to attack, or using Windows, same thing, update your systems. That's the most important thing. Always keep up to date with what you're having out there. Same thing for third-party applications. If you're using Java, Adobe, PDFs, Office documents, those are all things that you wanna keep up to date, and that makes it much harder for us as hackers to break into your, your system. Number four, social media. Be careful with how much information you actually put online. We as attackers can look at that, uh, look at what you do, your spending habits, uh, your, your, what you might be doing from a day-to-day -day perspective, going and buying Starbucks at a certain location. Those are all things that we can use to, to identify when you're gonna be out of the country or when you're gonna be at a business meeting. We, we can use that as a method to attack you. One of the main things that we do as hackers, especially when it comes to social engineering, is we create a sense of urgency. Something that you're familiar with, but you have to take action upon. So let's just say, for example, I, uh, I'm a Verizon customer and I have an Amazon package that's getting delivered. Well, if I, as an attacker, know an Amazon package is getting delivered, sending a text message from a Verizon customer support service line coming from Amazon saying, hey, your package is being rerouted, you need to log into the site to get it delivered again, is something that an attacker can use. So those are the things that attackers can leverage is, is urgency, uh, how, you, how you actually operate, and all that information that you post online are things that we can use as attacks. And last but not least, personal information. That's one of the biggest things that uh, attackers can leverage to get access to your data. Things like social security numbers, your credit card numbers. A person is not gonna call you on the phone from a, a banking service and ask you for that type of information. So whenever you get a call that's, that's too good to be true or a call that is, is a fraud services line, call them back. Look at the number on the website themselves and call it back. Because a lot of times attackers will impersonate financial services, they'll impersonate different organizations to try to get your personal information and use that to be able to make fraudulent charges. So when it comes to that, your phone, verify first. Go to their site, call the site itself uh, from there, and then call to an actual person that's actually at that institute itself. Well, welcome back. We hope that you were blessed by that video. So we're going to go straight in to talking about safety and security online as our first point. And we have a friend that's a professional in cybersecurity, and he made his time available and he gave us some guidelines and some facts that we'd like to share with you just to help us along the way here. So the first thing that he said, they call it think, check and act. All right. So uh, he's talking about conspiracy theories, misinformation 
and deep fakes. Alright, so um, we need to distinguish what is fact, what is fake, uh, what is real, what is not, basically, and then what is safe and what's not safe. So first thing, let's say we receive an email, alright, so he says, we have to, first thing that he says is check the author, who is writing it and why. So that's a good place to start, isn't it? Yes, well, today we have so many different providers of uh, email addresses and uh, I have a few emails and some of them uh, have good filters of, of uh, malware or spams, so all they do the work for us. But sometimes we really have to distinguish which email is right, which email, email is uh, fake. So first of all, uh, for many people, when they start with the internet, we make subscriptions on multiple websites and then uh, unknowingly we have the, all these emails from different websites and don't be, don't be uh, surprised if you get a hundred emails from different websites you just sign, sign up to unwillingly or just uh, sorry uh, unnecessarily you just click something whatever and you put your email address and it's coming sometimes if you if you see foreign language on your email address uh, on your inbox it might be an indication that it is a fake thing or if you get an email uh, from from a bank, uh, from a uh, network provider, whatever company you're working with, you make sure uh, that it is really from them. Call them. Uh, try to speak to a person if if they want if they request your personal data, any sort sort of information on your email. Don't ever put it there. If they if they uh, send a link on your email address. Don't ever click it if they, if they say to you that you have to click it to check your bank details, to check whatever uh, account you have. Don't ever click it because this is one of the indicators that it is not real, it's fake. It is to solicit your information, your personal data, and this is how this camera might work through the email address. Okay, and what about attachments, Zach? I get an attachment, okay, here's an attachment, should I just go ahead and open it? I would say it's the same principles that Christoph just talked about, which is looking at who sent you the email first, mm -hmm. and then deciding, okay, is this person in my contact list, do I know this person? If you're not sure, like Christoph said, give them a phone call, verify it somehow. If you don't know the person who's sending you an attachment, it's safer just not to open it at all. If you do know the person who's sending the attachment, you know, chances are they've sent it in, uh, in good faith. and, and yeah, checking the author is definitely important, checking the content. Um, you have well. to get over your curiosity, that's the first thing. Uh, you have to... That's a good point, yeah. We're, we're curious, yeah. aren't we? We want to see, yeah, oh, you what is check, this Oh, thing? it's not too yeah. bad. Um, whatever software computer you're using, uh, curiosity is your, uh, is your biggest enemy in those things. So you have to get over your curiosity, it doesn't matter, just get over it. Uh, if you're not sure of it, just delete it and forget about it. Curiosity is the, the, the worst enemy in, in those scams. It's like, it's like somebody standing in London, I just, this just came to my mind, but it's like you're walking down the streets of London and it's about 9 o'clock at night and you're about to get on the train station and somebody whispers to you from a dark alley and they're like, hey, you've just won a prize, you've got to come down this dark alley yes. to get your prize. <laughs> you know, it's not going to happen just like that, but like it's, it, it's a very similar situation as to what happens online. You don't know who it is who's calling you down the alley, you don't know what it is, and even if they're promising something really great, 
It's down a dark alley. Don't go you down. don't know the dark alley. Yeah, because next thing that, that he, he refers to is about scams. So I have one money. Yeah. How great mm. is that? We've won a couple of thousand pounds. Wow, should I just click and claim? Yeah, so yes. it usually it comes with the link. Uh, I found that all these emails or this information, you can get it on your mobile, on your email, uh, usually come with the link. Don't ever click it. Uh, somebody said that winning a lottery is less likely than uh, getting, uh, getting a bit by a shark. So you're more likely to die from, from a shark bite <laughs> than to win a lottery, whatever. It's, uh, so, so that's the statistics. And uh, so, so, you, so if you get uh, information from any lottery provider, whatever, uh, and you have a link, the same thing, don't click it. Uh, if you want big money, somebody will definitely contact you because that's their legal obligation. Uh, email is not the way to do it. Okay. Yeah. But whatever, let's say I, I bank with a bank without naming a name. Let's say my, I get an email from my bank. Mm. So, Zach, how do you know? If I'm banking with this bank and, and I get an email from that bank, and then you surely yeah. you think, oh well, I must click on everything, I must respond. Right? Yeah, well, it's it's getting more and more difficult as we move more into financial tech and online banking. So um, something that a lot of people are dealing with now that they haven't had to deal with in the past is having to sign into their bank on the internet and using a username and password. Whereas maybe 10, 20 years ago, you have to walk into the branch. So a high street bank will nine times out of ten if they have something to share with you about your account, they will tell you to come into the branch if it's a high street bank. If you're using another provider that's um, you know application-based, it gets a little bit different. And when you look at the links that they send, so of course you check the sender, make sure it's from their official email address, which you can Google, you can back check that through Google. Um, is that the official uh, mail email address of the bank, mm -hmm. number one? Then number two, when you click the link that they provided for you in the email, and you go to the web page, the login portal might look exactly the same. Mm. But if the URL is not the same URL as you would find if you regularly typed in the website to your browser, if it's not the same URL, it could be extremely close. So you've got to be very careful that you're on the right URL as well. Because luckily, I think URL, it's, it's not so easy to, uh, to change because you have to, first of all, you have to buy a domain, you have to buy a website. So all these companies, they they buy it, so it's the URL may look similar, similar and similar, and the website might look identical, but the URL is one of the checks uh, to do. If if you are uh, not very familiar with the technology, let's face it, if you do banking, like for example, my parents, I always wanted to uh, try to convince them to go to online banking because for me it's sort of natural. But they, they don't do so many transactions online. There's just so many tra bank transactions at all. So they don't really have the necessity to do it online. And they, uh, they told me they don't feel very comfortable with it. So now with the progressing technology, as we face all these different challenges online, uh, we can see that it might be problematic for all these people that not, are not f familiar with, uh, with technology so much. So if you don't feel the necessity, that your life doesn't depend on it, don't go into online banking at all. You, you might live just without it, it's fine. Because it's very co uh, complicated. Um, for us, maybe not, but in principle, it, it is sort of complicated to protect yourself online in banking because your money, your life basically depends on it, your, uh, your, your business and everything, uh, your household. So it's very important uh, if you don't have a trusted a young person or people uh, who are clued up online uh, to help you 
you can't really go go uh, about without it. Well, you just touched on something that we said. If you are in doubt, well, what did you say? We, we yep. said when in doubt, don't. When in doubt, don't. When you doubt about something, don't do it. And Christoph, you said very rightly to ask for help. Yeah. I mean, I must be honest. I learned a lot from you guys just online. I mean, I spend a lot. I do a lot online, but just I've I've learned a lot because it's so subtle. Yeah. These little things that you just think, oh well, no, if you do this, it's got that effect. And I'm like, really? So I think asking for help and asking for advice is something that really comes out of it. And just uh, staying on the topic of perhaps a, a fraud or, or these emails that we get that, that we've got an inheritance from someone. So when do we know that that's real, Zach? Because surely someone will make a point of, <laughs> of contacting you another way if you have an inheritance or yes. someone wants to give you loads of money, right? If you've... If you've ever received an inheritance before, you know what the process looks like. And it's generally not from somebody telling you you have to wire money to them first. So, yes. so, so generally, like an attorney will reach out to you or it's actually the executor of the will um, who's obligated to reach out to the beneficiaries of the trust um, in most people's case. So if you're going to receive an inheritance, you're going to be contacted by the executor of the will or the attorney who's handling the affairs. And they will tell you to contact them usually with a phone number, and you usually don't have to give them um, many personal details. And the personal details that you do have to give them are usually like an address where they can mail the check. So you're not going to have to give online banking information. You're not going to have to give account numbers most of the time. You're not going to have to give any sensitive information, um, your tax ID, American social security numbers, nothing like that. Because mm -hmm. yeah. also in different countries, we, have the, we, we portray personal data differently and what we can give away. For example, um, Speeding cameras are a good example. Uh, in Poland, in England, there's plenty of speeding cameras in America. There, there's none, if I'm not mistaken. They have them, but they're illegal. Yeah, so basically, because they take your personal data, your image, your car registration, and and to, to an extent, this is all private. So in Europe, we, we portray those informations differently, and, and that's the same, the same principle online. All your personal information uh, even to the size of your shoe, basically. Everything is personal, it's confidential. You should not, uh, not be forced to, mm. yes, to share it, to give it away to anyone mm. on, on email, on your mobile, whoever wants any details from you. It, you have to be 120% sure that it goes through, uh, it's encrypted all the way through, back uh, uh, end to end, and it's confidential on both ends. So you have to be more than certain that it's what you're supposed to do, but uh, rarely. Usually don't give away your personal information through any, uh, any emails, any websites, unless you're 100% sure. Well, talking about the scams as well. I mean, if the Nigerians would forgive us for a moment, because a lot of the scams, <laughs> we, we, they call them 419s, right? Yeah, yeah. 419. <laughs> and... Uh, it's always a bit of a, a, a funny thing because uh, not that it's just Nigeria, but there are many nations. Well, you just read the, 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 the most nations that they come from, right? Yeah, yeah. It was something like um, Ivory Coast and South Africa, the, Nether the Netherlands, Togo, Poland, and uh, there was a... Jamaica. Did you Jamaica, Jamaica as Jamaica, well. Yeah. So um, I mean, it's, not, it's not just the Nigerians, but we, we just talk, uh, joked about 409 because actually... The scripture that we know about God's provision is Philippians 4.19, which says, And God shall supply in all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So the Lord will supply in all our needs. And he does it. It, it, it. 
we must not strive to make it happen, not think it's going to come by some, some way that we're not sure. And uh, we just talked about this little small voice. You know, the Holy Spirit gives us that little, that little voice that gives us that check in our spirit thinking. Mm. Yeah, I just don't feel right about this. And someone once said, you know, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah, and <laughs> it reminds me of the first time that I encountered a 419. And I hadn't even thought about this before we uh, were talking about this episode. But my dad went to sell his uh, Land Rover in like 2004 after we had moved. And he got, a, he got an email from a Nigerian prince. And they included, they said, uh, please send your address. We'll send you a cashier's check. And you'll take the Land Rover and you'll bring it to the boat. And you'll put it on the boat to be shipped. And so, um, so my dad sent the address for them to mail the check. They sent a check, cashier's check, and the cashier's check arrived, the amount in full. And um, he took it to the bank, and they said, "No, this is <laughs> this is a bogus check." So oh. you know, but it, it it even got to that point, and that was 2004. Um, so you know, mm. that's where it's 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 starting yeah. from. Yes, yeah, so it's so funny sometimes. <laughs> When I once had a, had someone gave me my hotel room number and my room number was 419. So I said, can I please change <laughs> for another room? They said, why? I said, I can't tell you. I just need another room number, please. <laughs> so, something about that number. So the next thing we can do online is how to protect us is by changing our passwords regularly. That's one thing that our expert has said. Oh, that's said and not to use the same password for everything. Don't use the same password. I think also what we can do, he gave us a couple of websites to go to to learn more about online safety. So we're going to put those on the screen for you. And if it's too quick to write down, you can just go back on the YouTube video or whatever video you're watching. We'll put them in the description. Put them in the description. Better, Zay. You see, that's why we need this generation. See, I wouldn't have thought of that. I thought they had to get a pen and paper and write it down. <laughs> yeah. you, you see, that's just why we need them. Base. Praise the Lord. Copy and paste the links on the description. These Stick are safe links there. to click. They're safe. <laughs> Guaranteed. Okay. So go to those links. Get wise. The Bible says get knowledge. Get wisdom. So part of getting wisdom is to know more as well. To get knowledge on certain things that can help us going forward. Praise the Lord. Now we're going to go to our next subject. Which is... Artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence. <laughs> Many of you have heard of the term AI, all right? AI is now a word that's coming around more often. And um, Zach, we got the video about AI, right? We're going to show them the video about what AI is. We're going we're gonna to show you the video. The artificial intelligence is really techniques that help machines and computers mimic human behavior. It's like a Russian nesting doll. Artificial intelligence at the highest level is the device being smart, how it becomes smart under the hood, then is the next layer of machine learning, which are the general techniques or a variety of techniques that are used to make that device smart. And then there's a further subset of algorithms or techniques called deep learning. Artificial intelligence is gonna be used in everything. So I'll give you two examples. If a car has a intelligence built in, if it can see the world, so looking at what's on the road, looking at you as the driver, and being able to anticipate and course correct when something goes wrong, something jumps into the road. Autonomous vehicles of any kind are not going to be autonomous without artificial intelligence. Uh, in the medical field, new treatments that'll come from the analysis of reams of data to detect cancers and diseases. 
Today, machines are smart, and they're smart because of AI. But AI still has a dependency on us, people. We are making it possible. The next phase is when artificial intelligence is able to walk on its own. Companies like Qualcomm, if we do our jobs right, and if artificial intelligence is done right, the actual implementation is totally transparent to a consumer. But what they end up with is devices in their world that are more than utilities. They're actually experiential, and they will make your life easier, more exciting. This is truly a transformational technology. It's that big. Well, we hope that you enjoyed that video, learning a little bit more about AI technology. Now, Zach, the other thing that we've got to look at uh, relating to AI is that what we see on a screen is not necessarily real, right? Yeah, that's right, especially nowadays. Um, there's a, a type of, so AI is an encompassing thing for computers, right? It's just teaching computers how to be smart like people in one way or the next. So as you saw in the video, they're never going to be like people are, but they can do certain things that people do to make it easier for people to live their lives. And one of the things that AI can help with is when, especially in movies um, and different film kind of sets, you've got something called CGI. And CGI is just a computer-generated image. And what it is is it's an artificial representation of something that's real. So in a movie, like in Star Wars or Chronicles of Narnia, or maybe there's a more... There's a better example, but um, you, you see lots of stuff in the Marvel movies. You see lots of stuff happening, flames, explosions, uh, different planets. You know, how do you know what's real between that and then what you see from the footage, for example, from the International Space Station? How do we know we really went to the moon? How do we know that the moon landing wasn't fake? How do we know anything is real, right? Because everything can be done on computers nowadays. And so one of the most important distinctions to make is how many people have witnessed or verified the event. So we're going to play you just a 30-second clip, um, one more clip, and it's probably the last one we're going to play. Yeah. And this, try to tell if this is something this person has really said, or maybe it's not. Imagine this for a second. One man with total control of billions of people's stolen data, all their secrets, their lives, their futures. I owe it all to Spectre. Spectre showed me that whoever controls the data controls the future. All right, so that video was, of course, of Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO, the founder of Facebook. Okay, Zach, now, do you think that was real? I thought that was really real. I mean, it was very convincing. So was it really him saying that? Dramatic pause. No. No. No, it wasn't really him. So if you him. thought it was real, sorry, but you wasn't the person. So what that's called is deepfake technology. And what that does is it puts one person's face onto another person or... It, uh, it distorts the person's face and moves it in a way that looks like it's actually that person talking. So there's many videos going around now. There's viral videos. There's things that people are um, putting together in order to make it look like somebody has said something. And it's very, it's getting more and more difficult to tell the difference between what's real and what's fake. So you've got engineers now in the field who can reverse engineer it and they can say, okay, based on these little tiny things that they notice, the experts can notice, that video is fake. So you have people who can kind of debunk these deep fakes, if you'd like. Um, but generally, I would say the same principles apply to watching videos and seeing, okay, what has somebody said as to these email scams we were talking about before? And that's to say, check the sender. Who's the source? Is it from somebody you trust? 
And sometimes, even if it's from somebody you trust, they've forwarded it on and they've passed it along and you don't know who gave it to them. So who's the original source? Has it been verified? Who has it been verified by? Um, is it verified by Visa? No. <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. You know, who, who, who's, who's gone and said, who's looked at this thing as well and said, yes, that's real. Who was there when it happened? And basically, Zach, also, it's, we have to fact check, right? Yeah. You have to fact check the thing before you send it on. Make sure. I think personally, a lot of it is because we're so quick nowadays just to send something on. We watch something. It's dramatic. It's sensational. It's groundbreaking. And you think, I've got to quickly tell the whole world about it before everyone misses out big time on the latest big thing that's happened. And then we quickly send it on. Mm. We have to fact check it first. And my advice is, for the little bit that I know, is to just give some time. And I must say, my wife, Charlene, really helps me with this at times, not to act too quickly. Just wait. Pray about it. Give it some time. Is something going to change in the next 24 hours that's going to ruin the world if they don't know this fact right now? Mm. And if it doesn't, just sleep on it. Just say, how many times do you, do you and I, I put myself in there, maybe you guys are in the same boat. I don't always 100% pause and say, Holy Spirit, do you really want me to send this forward? And if so, who would you like me to send it to? And just wait until you have that peace to know that it's the right thing. So we've got to take our time. We, we have to slow down with our fingers. We have to slow down with our thinking. As good things come to, to, those, to those who wait. Wait on the Lord. Be still and know that I'm God. It's just almost like we feel like if we don't catch up with this, with this big massive wheel that we're going to somehow fall off and the world's going to pass us by. Mm. But meanwhile, there's a beautiful bird sitting outside that we might miss because we have put our nose so deep in our phone or our device that we've missed something beautiful passing us by that we have actually missed. And nowadays, you, it's not only distinguishing between uh, if the information is real, but now we have to actually distinguish is, is, the, is the thing I'm seeing, totally the image, is it real? Yes. And, you know, now you can print something this, that, that is unreal, but let's say 50 years ago, you show someone a photograph and set of pictures and tell the story and this is what happened based on the photographs and you can uh, tell a true story or you can make a uh, false claim that this story didn't really happen but you have all the pictures and now is the pictures and the information put together but now you can you can mash up you can you can create a false information and and false pictures and and overlap them and and make a false image with a different person that's never been never been in that place. Mm. So it's not really tough, especially for the older generation uh, that goes on the internet and people who are not uh, maybe clued up so much uh, online. They see so many so many things, and we on average see every day uh, so many videos. And with the access to the internet, every person has. I think a mobile phone so now with the click of a button I have an access to the whole world basically online so I can now the five seconds video and post it online and create a news and maybe somebody will believe it and maybe somebody will not do you know what this reminds me of mm -hmm. we've got a great quote we're gonna show you from a famous famous US president oh absolutely and this is so good and it's absolutely 100% authentic You know what, 
it's true what you're saying. It's so true. <laughs> so true. Because we can't trust what we see online. Mm -hmm. You talked about some, we talked about different images that we can't trust it. I mean, you can't even trust that we're sitting where we're sitting. When I mean, you're thinking we're sitting in, in an elaborate studio, don't you? Okay, well, look now. <laughs> right, so this is the reality, all right? We're sitting in a little room, and if I lean over now to my right, I can touch the wall and knock on the wall, okay? So you thought perhaps, maybe some of you thought that every Friday p.m. we're sitting in these elaborate places. Meanwhile, we're sitting in a... How wide is this room, Zach? This is about, this is about 11 feet wide. About 11 feet wide, and we always <laughs> try... Magic is gone. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, you know, and so why don't we put ourselves... Who wants to go to the moon? You want to go to the moon? Let's go to the moon. Oh, let's go. To the moon. Wow. There we are. Look at that view, man. Everything is possible. Wow. That's amazing. Actually, guys, it's a bit cold here. Why don't we go to the beach? Because I'm getting too cold up here. Let's go to the beach. Want to go to the beach? Let's you want to go to the beach? beach? Let's go. Oh, this is better. Whoa. Wow. And who said we can't travel anywhere nowadays, huh? How about that? You can be everywhere with a click of a button. And it's a bit too hot. Let's go to someplace cold. Snowy Mountain, you ready? Oh. <laughs> Christoph, where's your jacket, man? <laughs> I'm not sure the Wow. All right, well, let's go back to our studio, shall we? And back we go. Do you see how easy it is? So remember, do not trust what you see on your screen. We really need a new wave of discernment online. We need new discernment for a new digital era. And that's what we're going to ask the Lord to do through this episode, that we use wisdom on our devices not to trust everything that we see, to use wisdom, to take our time and say, Lord, can I put you in this, in, in my phone, in everything that I click on, everything that I do, help me not to make hasty decisions. Nothing more than all, the Bible says there's wisdom in counsel, to counsel with someone, yeah. especially perhaps a little younger than you, not to be afraid to ask a question, to sound like maybe we don't know, like we know everything, because they learn from perhaps someone older than them that's got wisdom in other areas. But I think we must use this generation to its fullest capacity because they've got so much to give and they grew up with this stuff. So ask for help, read up online, get more information and take your time and give the Lord 100% access to your phone, to your device, to what you're clicking on and say, Lord, I need your help. I need you to show me where to go, where not to go and what to believe and where not to believe. Lord, you are reality. God is real. He's real. There's a real place called heaven. Jesus really came to this earth and gave his life for you and me. That's the reality. The Holy Spirit is real. He is real. The Word of God is real. That's reality. So we've got to hold on to that and then the Lord will help us to deal with all the rest. And with that, I'm going to ask Zach just to close in prayer for us. Just to pray for those of us who really feel like you need the help. So if you need that help, or even if you're praying for someone else, why don't you agree with this prayer? Father, we just thank you. Thank you for the various technologies that you've given us as a, as a people. Lord, thank you for the, the good that's come out of those things. Thank you for the reach that you've given the church through the digital mediums of today. Lord, thank you for the internet that you've been able to spread your word, even using something like that. And that really your word has gone to the ends of the earth. So Lord, we ask you for help today, help in our decision making. We ask you for help with the different things that are being sent towards us that we have to filter through. Lord, that you would help us to decide and to discern 
what is good, what is not, what is from you, what is not, what to pass along, and what to keep to ourselves. And Father, we just thank you for each person that's watching right now that is has struggled with something like this, is struggling with something like this. We all struggle with things like this. Lord, wisdom online, wisdom with our actions, it's just another branch of the same principles that you're teaching us. So we thank you, Lord, that you've made a way for us, that you've provided, you provided the way to go, Lord, that you go before us. And we, we ask that you would go before us in all of our communications, all of our digital communications on social media, on email, on WhatsApp, on text, Lord, that you would be in all things and through all things and that we would live our lives online in the same way that we live our lives with you. So we bless you, Lord. We thank you for each and every person watching today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for watching. Thanks for sharing, guys. Thank you for that prayer, Zach. Praise the Lord. And to get out of here, where should we go? We're to gonna, the moon! Let's go to the moon again. See you next time, everybody. <laughs> Bye -bye. What a view. You should come and see it. Come join us. It's fantastic. God bless you.